so of late, Netflix in Malaysia has solely been promoting Korean content. Those are the emails that we get the most of whenever there is a new Korean show that's dropping on the service. And there have been a lot of them, some better than others. But this one, Black Knight, is a pretty high-profile one. They were really pushing it hard. Now, this has nothing to do with Marvel's Black Knight, which is a movie that may not happen. We met him briefly in Eternals, but we don't know if that's ever going to happen. Poor Kit Harrington, still out of work. This Black Knight is a South Korean six-episode series that's set in a post-apocalyptic future that kind of resembles Mad Max meets Silo meets Snowpiercer. Mm. Is what they're trying to do, only it's really kind of dull. I struggled. I mean, it's only six episodes. I've only seen three. But even getting through the first episode was a slog. Yeah. This is a show that tries really hard, that tries too hard. It's trying too hard to create characters that are, in inverted commas, cool. And it's trying too hard to create a series of set pieces that people will think are cool, but yet it feels like stunt people just waiting around to make their move in these fight and action sequences. I'll be honest, there are times when I feel like Black Knight is trying to do too much and at times I think Black Knight is trying to do too much with not enough. It's such a weird thing to be in, I think. It's a weird brain space to be in because you can't be both too much and not enough at the same time and yet that's what I kept thinking with Black Knight because they've got a legendary delivery driver, a spoiler alert mutant robot type. I don't know what the fuck that guy was. There's that guy's three friends with the stupidest names of useless dummy and dumb dumb. His grandfather. There is a military major who was this mutant's adopted mother. There was the major's younger sister involved. There is a conspiracy. In that conspiracy, there's a problem with a rich man and his father. There are too many things going on. Yet at the same time, none of it feels important to this story. Half the time, I was just watching that, sitting there watching this thing going, oh, they're trying to make Delivery Driver 5.8 really cool by making him do really cool cool things but they're not cool he's not cool none of this is important so it's set in the year 2071 and there's extreme air pollution it's yet again another one of these ecological parables and extreme air pollution has kind of decimated the world only one percent of the population still exists And basically, everyone is segregated into districts based on their social status, which also determines how much oxygen they receive. And then in and amongst all of this, there are delivery drivers who deliver oxygen and other things, and they're called knights. Are they called knights? Or or, or is he a knight because of what he does 
after hours. So I understood it that all these delivery drivers are called knights, maybe. But he's the black knight, maybe. I don't know. And in this world, sometimes they wear oxygen masks and then sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they just whip them off for no reason. And I guess that's primarily because you don't want to hide the face of the pretty, pretty Korean actors. But the problem with that is you've established in your three-minute opening monologue just setting up this movie. You've got a three-minute opening monologue by some nameless, voiceless guy. And you say that there's no oxygen on the planet and yet people keep whipping their fucking masks off every chance they get and being just fine. It's not because he's a mutant. No, it's just because. I'm like, also, can I just ask? This Black Knight guy, legendary delivery driver 5'8", who's also running a rogue SWAT team at night, also doing Robin Hood style type things by giving to the poor oxygen and etc. Everybody knows who the fuck he is because he wears a cap that says 5'8", which happens to be his truck code, which everybody in the organization knows who he is. So... Is it a problem that he's just going around at night giving out oxygen? I don't know. I have so many stupid questions that they haven't even set up in this thing. And yet, I'm supposed to give a shit? And then, and then there are all these Conti errors and production issues. Conti fucking errors. That kept pulling me out of the show. God. Like someone jumps in the right side of the truck and then gets thrown out the left side. Not because there's a struggle and he moves his way over to the left side. It feels genuinely like they shot the wrong shot and then tried to reverse it. No, they didn't because the number was correct. Right side round. So Then I have no idea why that happened. They fucked up. Even in the preceding shot, the legendary driver 5-8 leans over like he's going to open the door. Correct. And shove him out. And yet, the next shot is from the back of the truck. And the guy who gets kicked out of the truck falls out of the driver's side? Yes, after we see the driver leaning in the opposite direction. Yeah. I thought I had seen it wrong. And then I had to pause and rewind just to make sure I could figure out what the fuck was going on. Somebody will say legendary delivery <laughs> driver 5-8 pulled him across, which will be stupid because why would you pull him across your face to throw him out? None of this makes sense. And even if that was the case, then why would your preceding shot be of him leaning over yes. to the other side in yeah. a fashion that makes it look like he's going to open the door of the other side? It's just bad fucking filmmaking. And then, of course, I mean, the timing of this is very bad because obviously there's the Apple TV Plus series Silo that's out now and there are so many similarities between these two stories. I'm not saying that one copied the other. Both of those stories have been out for a while. But it's just a timing issue because that show executes all of it so well. In this show, it feels like a subplot of a subplot and something that is filled in for the sake of it because they needed a story of some sort to buffer all of this action that they're throwing at you. Yeah. There's so much mediocrity with this. I mean, there's a lot of great Korean content out there and it feels like the kind of stuff that Netflix seems to be putting all of their money behind doesn't make the mark. Like, I don't know how much this thing costs, But they are promoting it like crazy. I mean, there are billboards all across KL 
digital billboards that show you Black Knight on Netflix now. According to Wikipedia, this was 25 billion won. I don't know what that is in real money. <laughs> hey. Sorry. About 18.7 million dollars. Too much. Whatever it is, it's too much because, and, and I'll tell you why, right? 20 million, just see, round it up, 20 million US dollars is a lot for a TV budget, right? Especially if it's only six episodes. And the thing with Black Knight is a lot of it feels CGI'd. So because it's a post-apocalyptic future, and this is what Silo does very, very well. The production, right? Because it's in an isolated space and they're in this underground silo, there's a level of intricacy to everything in that world that makes it feel real and lived in. This is the exact opposite. It's a post-apocalyptic world, so everything is kind of barren and dusty, and it feels like CGI fog and dust. All of the internal shots are barren rooms and yeah. these empty minimalist constructs, which don't make it look futuristic anymore. It just makes it look like a cheap set. Mm. All of that would work if the dialogue and the story had me hooked. But this feels far too much like, oh, I've seen this done better in this show. Or I've yeah. seen this done better in that show. And so it feels yeah. like they've plucked elements from all of these other things that you know and recognize, which is a Netflix curse, by the way, because so many of the shows that were created by algorithm feel like they're exactly that. Oh. You like this one thing and you like this yeah. other thing. So we're going to take elements from that, merge it and make this new thing, which we think you'll like. We have to give nod to the fact that this was a webtoon first. Sure. I don't know when the webtoon was written, but the problem here is that all of the, the decisions that have been made with regards to production have been in service of two things. One, potentially... We're not, I'm not, we're not saying it's true, we're not saying it's false, but potentially made in service of an algorithm or a bad studio exec because they will say, well, you know, why don't we make a dystopian future movie but with car chase sequences like in Mad Max because it's both in the set in the desert, so that works. And then, um, let's see, in Mad Max, they didn't have water, so what works? Oh, they don't have air, so let's do that. And because we're Korean and we always have an issue with class struggles and class structure, so let's have an evil billionaire son whose father is trying to save the world, but his son is trying to make some dodgy money. Also, there's a president who may or may not be dirty, but we will see. Also, because we're Korean, the president is a woman and she's cold as ice. What else? Okay, let's have a cold, cool female major who is there for reasons, maybe. And oh yes, we must have a really cool, sexy looking lead actor who's dressed in black and whose jackets look like they were tailored onto him by Gucci. Who doesn't say anything, by the way, and is the quiet, silent very hero. little quiet silent hero who's also also who's legendarily strong apparently apparently because reasons yes and that in service of both the cool factor and just the algorithmic and or bad executive belief of will build a story based on other things that other people have liked and people will like this one meanwhile they're completely forgetting the structure of what made 
the Mad Max movie great. All the Mad Max movies, because Mad Max himself didn't start off as that legendary hero. And when you watch the movie, you watch the character kind of grow into that position and become feared and become somewhat interesting. Here, none of the characters are particularly interesting. All of the characters are there to play a part because Mm. they were written in that way. Oh, look, I am the founder of this great thing that saved the world. So I am sitting behind this giant desk. Woe is me. My creation is beginning to fail. I mean, it's just, I have been written in that way. So that is how yes. I will play this character. There is There are no dimensions at all to any of the people in the story. Mm. And I think that's what makes it dreadfully boring. Like I come back to the word boring because I think when you have premium science fiction out there, the way we do right now, I don't think there has been a better time if you are a sci-fi or fantasy fan. Every streamer, every network is mining these books and producing this sort of content. You look at Foundation, you look at Silo, you look at Snowpiercer, and it's very good sci-fi stuff. This feels too much like the kind of science fiction that we used to watch in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, Like the kind of stuff that has been dumbed down for an audience because... The network is afraid it might be too sci-fi or too fantasy. I mean, like pre-Game of Thrones, even the fantasy stuff would be like, oh, wait, how do we appeal to a mass audience? We don't want to scare them away. This is disappointing, but it also feels one of the worst words you can use to, to describe a TV show. Pointless. This TV show was pointless. If the webtoon was very good... The production has screwed up because this TV show is pointless. I don't know why I'm watching. I don't know what I'm watching half the time. I don't know why I should care other than the fact that Kim Woo Bin, legendary delivery driver 5'8", is kind of pretty boy. And that doesn't feel like it's enough anymore. No, it really doesn't. Skip Black Knight. If you have already seen it and like it for some reason, please tell us why. We really want to know because we're lost with regards to why this thing is you can reach out on all of our social media feeds goggler my you can also email us on podcast at goggler.my you can send us a whatsapp on the goggler hotline 012-524-5208 or you can drop us a line on any one of those platforms and we'll send you a link where you can chat with us on our brand new discord server thank you so much for listening this is the goggler podcast